What do you do when not one, not two, but three of your clients ask for their money back because you failed to deliver on services and promises that you said you would? It is not an easy place to be, and there is a lot of egg, mud, and dirt that you have to wipe off your face in order to get back up again. We're diving into this today. Welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. Thank you for having this conversation with me. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always learn more about me over at heathergrayconsulting.com. And today we're diving into that really messy place of what do you do when you have failed to deliver? I'm going to dive into today's podcast question and I'll find you on the other side. Heather, six months ago, I started an in-person business incubator group in my town. I arranged for a co-working space, created a curriculum of sorts, and was going to guide people through the process of creating their first online offering. I got my founding 10 members and this was going to be my new business. Heather, Three people have asked for their money back. Members have said that I'm disorganized, ill-equipped, and unprepared. One member told me that he thought I only knew how to teach people to build businesses like my own, and I feared that he might be right. No one in the group is much further than where they were when they started. No one is experiencing much success. I've refunded the money, but I'm taking this at a loss. If one more person asks for their money back, I'm going to need to take out a loan. I don't have it, and I know you're going to tell me that I just need to hire you, but obviously I can't afford to. So how much free direction can I get by turning this into a podcast episode for your show? I'll take what you can give me. Okay, so first of all, like so many of us have been there. Um, and I want to sort of honor and respect you for making your situation public and allowing it to be a conversation on the show. I know you sort of said, well, I'll, you know, I'll take any free advice I can get. And, you know, that's certainly the case. But I also think it would be very easy to put this under a rug, not look at it under a microscope, not ask yourself these hard questions and just like hold your breath until the contracts are over so you can move on and put the whole dirty business behind you. Because you've been looking at this and you're owning the feedback that you've gotten, I think you want to give yourself some credit where credit is due. You may have made a ton of mistakes. You likely made a pile of mistakes, but you were already deciding and let me start that one over. You are already deciding and determining in your behavior who you want to be and how you want to move through the world when you've left dissatisfied customers behind you. And I think your integrity speaks to this. The fact that you're asking this, looking at it and wanting to learn from it says a lot about you. So while you're sitting in the failure, I also want you to sit with some of your integrity and realize that you haven't lost yourself. You still know who you are. You still know who, how you want to move through the world, and you're still committed to making this right. 
Now, the first thing that I kind of want to talk about is probably going to catch you a little off guard, that I think a lot of times people sign up for offerings like you put out, create your first online product, sell your first thing thing online, do your first passive income stream, and they like they jump at it, you know, and, and with such fervor and enthusiasm and motivation that you as a coach misinterpret their enthusiasm for people who are capable of doing the work. So before you write this off as a failure, before you decide that you're going to take 100% responsibility, I want you to look at what you directed your people to do. And I want you to look at whether or not they did it whether or not they followed through on your actions and directives. When you told them to do X, did they do X? When you told them to do Y, did they do Y? A lot of clients fail because coaches fail to hold accountability right out of the gate. So one of the things that I want you to look at is did everybody do the steps of what they said they would. And did they do what you told them to? And as the weeks went by, if they weren't doing the work, did you say so? Because a lot of people who have never coached before, and I'm reading in between the lines that this might be you, that like you knew how to build a business, you built something successful for yourself. So then you thought you could teach other people how to do it. One of the biggest failures that coaches make isn't not knowing their skill set, is not holding people accountable to following through on the directions they've been given. So one of the things I would like you to do is take an inventory to see who actually did the work and where are they in the process and where did you expect them to be by now? The next thing I want you to look at is what they said is you seem disorganized. You seem to only know how to create one kind of business. I would like you to look at the questions they asked. I would like you to look at the questions they posed and the issues they put in front of you. And do you, as you reflect on your own answers, see limitations in what you offered? And when you felt limited, did you ask for help? And did you go looking to see to make sure that they had the best answers available. Because if you didn't know what you didn't know and you weren't willing to find out, it makes sense to to me why they have that impression of you. But if you did give them answers, but the work was hard or it was going to challenge them or it was going to take them outside their comfort zone, one of the reasons why they may not have experienced success is because they didn't like fully implement everything that you said. Now, looking at this, it does seem like you promised a pretty big deliverable. You promised them that at the end of this incubator, they would have their first online digital product or service. And you're looking and you're saying, nobody here really has that. So once you've... you know, acknowledge where the client responsibility begins and ends, you do have to look at where your responsibility begins and ends. And the first thing you're actually going to have to do is look at your mindset and see what you can do to forgive yourself and to accept that this happened. Because too often when we screw up as providers and we screw up as, you know, um, product, you know, product, 
deliverables and all of that. We're so upset with ourselves that we end up getting really reactive and really impulsive in how we respond. So for an example, one of my um, personal failings, I I always go back to this. You guys have heard this story a thousand times, but um, in my early counseling days, um, I was working with an adolescent who was pushing everybody away and really creating a lot of distance in his relationships. And so in a moment of impatience with him and irritability with him in all you know likelihood, I made a cutting sort of tough love comment that really broke him and really hurt his feelings. And he left my office crying. And then in an attempt to get him back, I inundated him with letters and phone calls and messages because I so desperately wanted to fix it. But what I forgot is that I was working with a kid who had attachment difficulties. So somebody he had connected to and had attached to had hurt his feelings. The answer to that situation was not going to be to overwhelm him with intimacy and attachment and messages and care and compassion and concern. I needed to have given him time to catch his breath. So sometimes as business owners, when we realize we failed, we kind of trip over ourselves to be like, well, if you're not happy, I can do this. And if you're not happy, I can do that. And if this doesn't work, I can do this. And what I really want you to do is to recognize that you did this with the best of intentions. You really did sincerely believe that you had the skill set to get people from point A to point B. And for whatever reasons, either because you didn't know how to set up the curriculum, because you had clients that weren't actually willing to change, or you know any type of variable in the middle of that, it didn't work out. You need to recognize that so that you can take the lesson from it, but that you don't use the guilt from that failure to fuel erratic, disorganized business decisions. You are going, before you make peace with this, in terms of like rectifying it with the count, you know, with your clients, you are going to have to rectify it with yourself. And you're going to have to figure out for yourself, like, what is it going to take for me to fix this with myself? Because clients may always leave this situation with a bad taste in their mouth. But what do I need to do to fix it with myself? How do I make amends with myself? How do I forgive myself? Now that I have like really stepped in it and I have mud all over my face and I've done everything wrong, like how am I going to make peace with the fact that I failed so that I can start getting better at the repair. Because if you don't make peace with that, your your mess, your junk, your emotions are going to just spread and spill all over this. So then once you make peace with yourself, you decide as the business owner who delivered this product and failed to deliver, what do I want to do? How do I want to respond? And what do I want to have offered? Now, the first thing I would look at is, you know, eventually I'm going to have you talk to your clients. But first, I want you to look at this business and I want you to look at what you offered. And I want you to think as the business owner, like what does each individual person need to do to have a better result? So look at each member remaining, the seven remaining members, and look at like what if they were to be more successful by 
by the end of the week, by the end of the month, by the end of next month. What do they need? And I would create a target individualized plan of recommendations of due dates and deliverables and all of that to say, hey, listen, we've all lost our focus. And I'm sure it's really rattling to have three three members leave the group. And I'm sure it's not a secret that they left because they were unhappy. There's work in this that I have to do as a business owner to own it. But the first step is to ensure that you guys have, you know, are set up as much success as possible. And I would like to get your buy-in and permission to start over because what you're doing right now is you're just hoping they're not going to leave and you're hoping that they're not going to have the awkward conversation with you and they're not going to ask for their money back, but it is public now. Like your group members know that this happened, pretending to it didn't happen and not talking about it is the elephant in the room and is going to get in the way of the actual work. So if this mess up requires you to take a loan because they all just want to like cut and run then I would actually probably like say that you have to give people that option, but to also give them a plan B. Because right now what happens is people weren't happy and they asked for their money back and you just gave it to them. I'm wondering if you looked at like, what could they have individually done to leave your contract happier? What would have, what would success look like given that they've been unhappy for X amount of time? What, you know, how could you have helped them? I would encourage you with the remaining members of this group to make this public, to say, hey, listen, you know the deal. You know that three people left unhappy. And I'm so disappointed with myself in that. And I'm so disappointed by their decisions to do that because I didn't get a do-over. But with this group in front of me here, I'm asking for a do-over. So if all of you need more time to work with me, if all of you need to kind of go back to, to, you know, new decision to look back on old decisions. But if I can leave this with a better taste in your mouth, what is it that you think you would need? And if you have just sort of lost interest in this and you've changed your mind about the goal or you've changed your mind about me, um, being the one to deliver that, like I accept that, but let's all make a recommitment to one another into this process that we're going to go forward. I think if you can get your remaining members to re-choose to stay with you by owning accountability, but by also giving them the choice, they are no longer victim to this program because you gave them an out, you gave them the choice and they chose to stay. So you can stop living in repentance. You can stop trying to like trip over yourself, trip over yourself fixing this. And you can just say like, okay, this is where we're at today. This is what we're dealing with. This is what's in front of us. Let me, um, you know, let me deal with what's in front of us and move on. And if they have recommitted to you, I think you will be able to work with them with more confidence rather than fearing that they're going to leave. Um, and then after that, um, each person either buying in or buying out, then you deliver on the, your, 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 your individualized plan for them. How are they going to get out of their hole? Where have you failed to be accountable with them and to push them on the things that are hard? And where have they failed to show up for themselves and to take action? And you're going to have that really real and human conversation and just grit your teeth until this current contract is done. And then once the contract is done, you've got to ask yourself, how the heck did you get here? Have you coached a business before? Have you helped other people build like individuals go from, you know, the ground up before you offered it to a group? Did you have a, 
a sort of a process in mind because one of the things, and I could be, and the reason why I'm asking this question isn't just because you have to do this self inventory for yourself, but also because like you need to to look at like how did you get here and how did you make this decision and how are you going to make sure that this never happened again. Because one of the things that a lot of course creators teach, like a lot of people who teach you course creation content or group management, uh, group program content is to like to sell it first and build it later. I hear that all the time and I can't tell you how many times people have failed because of that advice. That in theory, you don't want to spend months and months creating a course before you know it's a viable product, before you know people are going to buy it. But at the same token, if you don't know what you're doing and you're reactive and you're teaching people on by the seat of your pants and you haven't planned a curriculum and you don't have a set process for what you're doing, it's no, it's no wonder you got those results that on some level you can sell without um, having the whole thing built, but you do need to know the plan for what you're building. I think otherwise what ends up happening is you react to individual members' questions, you react to individual members' situations and you lose sight of your big picture and your big goal for yourself. So that, you know, I I would like you to look at that and I would like you to see how you got your reps in around this. How did you know you could teach 10 different people to create an online product? And if you look at that and you only did it because someone else told you you could because that was the next step of scale, then I think you need to dial this back. And if you still, after all of this, have a passion for helping people create their first digital product for the online marketplace, then you need to get your reps in and help singular people with singular goals so that you can learn what your own process is before you go and teach it to a group. Because it sounds like, my friend, you made a mistake that a lot of new business owners make in scaling is that you went from one to many really quickly. Some people don't even go from one to many. They go from zero to many and suddenly they find themselves in this predicament. And I, I'm reading in between the lines. I don't have this information from you, but that's what I think happened. I think you built something before you got your reps in and now you're cleaning up the mess. The good news is, is if you move yourself away from thinking about this as a group model for the people in front of you, you move just to the individualized action plans that each person needs. It will allow you to get through this with a little more ease and a little more breath and care because this is a really tough mistake to live with. The last thing that I would leave you with here is, you know, whether or not our mistakes define us is our choice. At any point in time, we get to say, this isn't how our story is going to end. This isn't who I am. And I think that, you know, we all get sort of decided our our sometimes singular actions define us like you know we see this all the time in social media like one person does one wrong thing and suddenly they are defined by it and they're blasted on it they say one line that's out of political correctness they do one thing have one opinion and suddenly they're being tweeted at and you know everybody's up you know on them for how awful they are and how bad they are 
When in turn, you know, in reality, it's a singular comment taken out of context that doesn't define a person's entire being. I don't want this to define you. You are somebody who unintentionally made a mistake and you're trying to clean up the mess. You're going to have to give yourself permission to clean up the mess and increase your comfort level with it still being messy for a little while. But ultimately, this is not going to define you. What will define you is what you do next, how you make amends with yourself, how you make amends with your clients, and how you learn from this as you develop a new product or service for your business. I I know this email wasn't easy, and I know you probably wrote it out of desperation, feeling like I can't afford help, but I really need help. So I hope I've given you a, you know, a guidepost and a frame for how to move through this because it is tricky and it is messy. Um, but it comes with some self-acceptance, um, showing yourself some grace and compassion, and then doing your best to make amends with intention and purpose. Um, thank you so much for your question and for your vulnerability. Anybody else who's listening to this and sitting in a mess, um, I advise you to reach out to me. If you think that this is something we should work on because you don't want your mess to be a public podcast question, I will include a link for how to work with me in the show notes. But if you do want to make it a podcast question, so we're all learners here, you can send your question to me over at heather at heathergrayconsulting.com. Thank you so much for today. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.